0: Hey, I'm Charlie Schrem, and this is Wrecked.
1: Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu Betts alongside my other wonderful co-hosts, Chamber. How are you doing today?
2: Uh, a little chilly uh, here in uh, southern Ontario. Uh, but. Uh,
3: oh really? What's the weather like? What's the temp?
2: Super rainy and cold.
1: Super rainy and cold. It's super rainy and cold here, too. I mean, this is my favorite type of weather. Like, not the rain, obviously, but um, like 60, 65 degrees is my happy weather. So uh, (laughs) yesterday, I sat out on my uh, balcony and drank an iced coffee in 60-degree weather, and my fiance was like, you are psycho. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, that's awesome. Cynthia, how are you? Cynthia?
3: Is it me? Sorry, yeah. was I making a funny face? You guys were like really cutting out on me bad. Is it my internet?
1: I don't know, but I I threw it to you. How are you?
3: Sorry, I like I could not hear you guys. It cut out on me. I guess it's me. Did you see my funny face I was making in the hangout? Yes. <laughs> you,
1: you got frozen. Uh, how, how are you? How was your weekend?
3: I'm great. My weekend was good. It was nice here in sunny Florida. We were at the beach, and it's been good.
1: Oh my God! It's a different world. You live in Canada, Chamber, and I'm kind of where you are, and then she's at the beach. So, you know.
3: But it's like the opposite. Like it's so hot that you don't even want to be outside. It's brutal.
1: Ah, yeah, that wouldn't do well for me because I sweat when I peel an orange. So. <laughs> I
2: well, they they're tougher and tougher these days. Those oranges.
1: They, they are. I think they. You know, they don't make them like they used no, to. We're
3: talking about. They get easier and easier. These GMOs are easy they, to peel. Maybe in
2: Florida country.
1: Yeah, well, that's the land of oranges, you know, so anyway, um, we have an awesome show for you today, we have a great interview with the one and only Charlie Shrem uh, that was done by Chamber and Cynthia last week. It was a really great interview, so we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, before we kick off, uh, just a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Rect underscore podcast. Join our Telegram group, t.me slash Rect underscore podcast. And leave us some iTunes reviews, please, and thank you. Um, rate us. Like us, leave us your stories. Um, just, just give us a great soup recipe. Whatever you want to do, you know it's cool. But please, soup recipe? Yeah, it's soup I, weather. It's soup yeah, weather. it's soup weather now up here. I
3: wish it was here. I swear, I wish it was. As
1: soon as I get off this podcast, I we were just saying I got some chicken corn chowder waiting for me. So are you
3: kidding me? What is the temperature yeah. though? Where you guys are? I, it's actual like, temperature.
1: It's like sixty.
3: Oh God, I hate you.
1: <laughs> it's brisk yeah it's brisk it's brisk anyway here is hell
3: yeah i'm not into that
1: not into that um but i did want to talk a little bit about chamber having to pay off his bet over the weekend uh chamber
2: uh, tell us about it yeah i thought this was supposed to be like a you know a gentlemanly exchange of funds where i lost the bet and i'm going to pay you this was like i was i was robbed at gunpoint from my Uh, my wife uh She's been messing with me uh, for years. <laughs> uh, so when she thought of the opportunity of of, uh, of getting me, she just went to an old an old classic for her. Uh, I was telling Bunchu uh, before we got on, she was actually looking for our juice jug because that's how she normally gets me in the shower oh, with ice. amazing. This is not the first time this has occurred. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time she recorded it. But she was looking for the big juice jug and realized that she had made lemonade for my daughter a little earlier that day. So... <laughs> I I, I was apparently saved a a couple more uh, ounces. So you you were spared.
3: My my only complaint is that that video ended way too soon. It was like a holler, and then I wanted to hear the cursing that came after that, and then it was like gone. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, shout out to Chambers wife for just taking the bet to a whole new level. So I uh, love Chambers
3: wife. I have we, a crush on her. She's super hot.
2: She's way <laughs> she's way better than I am. She she takes all my friends all the time so. He's yeah.
3: she's like way out of Chambers league. Yeah, no. In, I know. Com- in
1: completely you don't <laughs> mention that though, I love please? you, chamber. Thank but. you. In completely unrelated news, this will be Chambers last episode. We are actually replacing him with his wife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs>
1: So that's it. And then it's not so, my
2: first podcast kickoff, guys. I mean, <laughs> <to be honest.
1: laughs> you know, the best part about this is you have another bet coming
2: up. Oh, it's, uh, it's not looking too good.
3: And it just happens to be dumping right oh, yeah. now. Right now it
1: is. Oh, this is. No, just it's, it's, it's
2: maintaining, I think. I no, I just like... mean
3: eighth in general is yeah, dumping. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So tell the remind the people what the uh, what the bet is.
2: So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, by <laughs> By Saturday. He needs to hit $480. <laughs> and it is curr- <laughs> and it, it's 196. currently at 196 Yeah, uh, It's not looking terrific. Uh, not plot. terrific. Sometimes You're you only gonna need a, couple a vitalic of days of miracle pump.
3: for that to happen. The
1: best part about this is, like, Chamber's wife has taken the bed to a whole new level. Uh, like, he's going to get the next punishment. She's probably also going to surprise him with it. The and fact it's not- that you
2: guys are talking about this just makes it worse. It's like, you know, when you... <laughs> When a bully gets attention, yep. they just do worse things. This is what, <laughs> she's she's a bully in my life. I'm gonna this go is I'm amazing. This is a cry so. for help, people.
1: That's awesome. So, anyway, we uh we just wanted to remind you of the bet. And if you haven't seen it, the video is on Twitter. We will retweet it again. Um the other thing, so we're going to kick it off to the interview shortly here, and then when we come back, we will do um, news and we're actually going to draw our winner for the honey miner gear that we talked about last week. Um so we got some good stuff coming up for you, but now our interview with Charlie Schrem here, it is.
2: All right, hey, hey, Charlie, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, thanks for coming on today. We uh, we're, we're, we're very lucky to have you on. Uh, I don't know if you know too much about us. We're we're a fairly new podcast, but uh, we've had some pretty pretty good success in some of the uh, some of the folks we've had on. Um, what we like to do, uh, we have uh, myself, uh, Chamber, and uh, Cynthia. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be asking some questions how are you doing this morning cynthia I'm
3: good we don't have a uh, bunch you today it's just chamber and i but we're yeah so
2: here. the real captain of this uh but uh charlie is is unavailable he actually <laughs> had to do some real work today i'm very really uh, insulted i know I t- I, you should let him know We'll, we'll i'm let like him legit know. We'll, insulted right now let's <laughs> let's reschedule this <laughs> i booked myself out at a doctor's appointment yeah uh, so my work didn't bother me uh so we'll, we'll let him know maybe to do that in the future uh, so this is actually <laughs> the first time I lead the conversation so uh bear with me uh, I might I uh, might go off the rails a little bit but what we like to do is uh, if you can kind of just give us an idea of uh how you first started out in uh in Bitcoin and in crypto I know uh, you've you know you're you're uh you've been on a, a few uh a few podcasts and obviously there's the uh the great uh movie on Netflix we can watch uh sure. to give us an idea but yeah just a little rundown of how you got in
0: Sure um I got involved in crypto in uh, the early days of, um, the early days of, uh, 2011. Okay. Um, good times. And back then it was mostly a uh, science experiment and something just fun that we hung out and and did because none of us had social lives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I do with the podcast is because I have no social life. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, so what um, you got in, uh, did you start mining right away, or were
0: you just buying Bitcoin? Everyone was mining back then. If you downloaded the the software on your computer, uh, it was called Bitcoin QT, which is the first version of what now is Bitcoin Core. It's the the software, um, Bitcoin QT, as soon as you turned it on uh, to use the wallet, it would automatically start mining for you, and you'd be mining a few Bitcoin every hour or whatever. Everyone was mining.
2: Right. That's amazing and you can yeah. use your laptop or your PC Oh yeah you could yeah. use
0: anything you it, whatever you downloaded the software on Mac you know Mac or PC it would mine it would
2: mine for you. That's insane. Uh, we have a couple of our buddies that are mining I, I haven't got into it personally myself but yeah now it seems it's
3: not now, now it's, it's like not a, lucrative for one person anymore
0: it, you, you can only make money in mining as if you if, if, if you yeah ha- it's not a profit making business now it's you build up a supply you spend money to build up a supply of Bitcoin and then down the road when the price of bitcoin is higher then you're in good shape but honestly it's it's just cheaper to to buy bitcoin
2: yeah right right? that that seems to be the the route most people are taking these days um can you talk a little bit uh about in the in the early days uh when you started bit instant
0: sure so back then there was no uh way to buy or sell um large amounts or even small amounts of bitcoin there was only one exchange amount gox and Um, you know, the order books were thin and if you wanted to buy Bitcoin or sell Bitcoin, you'd have to wire money to this guy's personal bank account in Japan. And it was a whole manual process and it wasn't scalable and it didn't work. Um, That was the only way. So we started, we made up an idea. We said, why don't we buy large amounts of Bitcoin and then resell them to people uh, in the U.S. And so we did that and at first we started where you can deposit money in our bank accounts um, like deposit cash or checks into our bank accounts here in the US so it'd be like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, um, a few other accounts or you can uh, and then eventually when the volume was doing really well uh, we made it where we had deals with like 7-Eleven, CVS, Walgreens, Dwayne Reade, um, uh, MoneyGram, Western Union locations where you can go to any of these locations and actually deposit cash and you'll have Bitcoin within a few minutes. We were running that in the back end. The back end.
2: Wow. That's crazy. And I mean that's that's way before like uh, when I when I got into crypto, the big thing was like, Oh, Amazon's gonna, you know, accept Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin. But you guys were dealing with huge companies years ago. Yeah. Which is which is pretty impressive. And we um, had a great
0: we had a great three year runabout or two and a half years and it was a lot of fun and and um and we did really well and it was just a great it was a great few years, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty impressive. Um Obviously, um, what, what I'm really enjoying, what I'd like to talk about a little bit, um, obviously with, with Bid Instant, uh, there were uh, some ramifications with that, to say the least. Um, and, you know, you spent some, you spent, what is it, was it two years in
0: prison? Um, I, I spent two years as a, as a federal inmate, yeah.
2: And now, uh, one, of the, one of my favorite things to read is your uh, A Geek in Prison uh, articles on Medium. Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Sure. I, I wrote those. Uh, actually, I wrote those when I first got out. Um, I was a little weird, to say the least. Um, I had to reacclimate into like normal life. I I didn't even turn on my phone or computer or tell anyone I was out for like three or four months. Um, oh really? Wow. Yeah. And wow. so just because I had to like get back into the normal cycle of life, um, they really do institutionalize you in there, and you get used to the lifestyle. So I wrote those as, like, a therapeutic thing. It was hard for me to, to talk about it. Um, and I've written a lot more. Um, probably 30 or 40 parts can be can be put out, maybe in a book one day. Because I think idea, we're at,
2: what, part 12 now?
0: Yeah. Um, the idea was more therapeutic to talk about, like, what was it like and, and how... And, and, uh, and um, you know, it wasn't all bad because people always assume that it's, it's the worst thing in the world, and it is. But once you get over the fact that you're in prison you're still a human being and you could still uh, grow your personal life. You could still become a better person and try to come out a better person than you are. And that's like the goal is kind of come out a better person than I was when I went in.
2: Now, you had mentioned, uh, obviously, it, it, inst- it, it like institutionalizes you. How long of a process? Obviously, two years is a, is a long time to spend uh, and yeah. you felt and you felt that when you came out. But when did you first start... You know, when did you first start feeling? Was it was it after three months? Was it after six months? Were you really feeling institutionalized?
0: You know, you've hit that stride um, when you, and that's what the, you want to hit. You want to get to that point. You want to get to a point where so so you have twenty four hours of a day, and you're sleeping for like seven of them. So you know how do you how do you stay busy? When I first got in there, I was I didn't know anyone. I knew like one or two people. And I was bored as hell and nothing mm-hmm. to do. You know, there's just so much. And I, I was a big reader. There's just so much you can read. I was bored as hell. And I, and I, and I um, through my lawyer, I knew of a guy that was in there that would, like, help me out just to talk to me and tell me what it was like. And I reached out to him and I said, I, I found him in his bunk or whatever or walking around. And I said, hey, can I, can I, you know, spend like 30 minutes with you and spend some time with you, 45 minutes, just talk to you. And he's like, well, today's Monday, like I'm, I'm free on Wednesday around six o'clock. And I said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, how are you busy? I never understood that. Uh, it took a few months, but by the, a few months later, when someone was asking me for some an hour of time, I was busy myself too. So you have to, you have to create a schedule. You have to find things to do. You have to build um, a routine and it takes a while. I tried to do it as fast as possible. It took me about six weeks. Once you get to the six point, the six week mark, every day is the same, and every day it moves on very quickly. And if you try to, if you could laugh at least once a day and smile and and have fun with your friends and at least try to like not go to sleep like sad and depressed, and you build out like a a consistent like this is what I'm doing today. I have things to do. I gotta go do this. I gotta do that. I gotta write these letters. I gotta. Um, I'm going to go to the gym this time like I had my schedule I went to the gym every day I, had, I did a certain time I worked in landscaping department but I also worked in the education department um, I, I went to certain like religious ceremonies I went to Buddhist ceremonies I did yoga three days a week um, I was in a in a, in a, a softball league I uh, played bocce um, then wow. I had to do I had to do all these like um, well, I was part of this whole like brainwashing thing um, it's hard to explain but like for the first six hours of the day, I volunteered myself into this experimental government program where they try to, like, change the way you think. It's very complicated, but it's very experimental cognitive behavior therapy program that the government does. And it's very gruesome, and it's very stressful, and it's very, like, um, emotionally uh, traumatizing, that they want to emotionally traumatize you to, and re- take your dignity away to bring you down to the, your lowest level. So then they can rebuild you and remold you. Mm-hmm. And they, they tell you that before you volunteer. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you volunteer is they take off time off your time if you can successfully graduate from the program. So I volunteered for that, and I lived in that experimental bunk for, for a year in order to get th- six months taken off my time.
3: I think I did, you mentioned that in one of your um, Geek in Prison articles. You briefly touched on yeah, program
0: that's the hardest thing to talk about I haven't really written about that yet because that was like something I'm still dealing with the with the it, post-traumatic stress that I that it
2: I almost sounds that. it almost sounds similar to what they did back in the 60s and 70s or I think it was the 60s with MK Ultra like this is like some this seems pretty yeah pretty it's that
0: without the drugs
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I would yeah. prefer I would prefer the drugs myself yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <would> <laughs> <laughs> So. But it's it's that without drugs that like they create all these arbitrary rules that don't make sense. Like you can't read fiction before four o'clock. And it's all wow. these like, yeah, all these what? like stupid, they, it just, the point of them is to make the most arbitrary complicated rules to, to, um, to make it, to make it where you have to like blindly follow them with no rationale or logic whatsoever.
2: right. right. So, I, I have a question. Um, I was talking to Cynthia uh, before you hopped on. I have a, I have a, a family member uh, that got into some legal troubles, um, a little bit more serious uh, than, than, than what you were going through, um, and was in a maximum security prison for a short period of time, like a, like a week, and was in the, uh, in, in the medical area. And he said it was a nightmare. But he said the worst part was the food. And I was more curious to see you were in a different kind of prison. Uh, I think you had mentioned in, in in a past interview that you were it was more of a camp prison. Is that is that correct?
0: Yeah. So a, a prison camp is basically just it's the same as like a regular. Uh, there's like various levels of security. There's camp, low, medium, maximum, supermax, and then and then black sites. Uh, you never black, black sites. Site. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> Whoa.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so so in a camp. And the, the only difference between a camp and a low or a medium—they're mm-hmm. the same buildings. Just a camp has no fence, and it's a psychological thing. When you don't, right. when you don't see the fence, and you could theoretically walk—you know, it's, five, it's it's five thousand acres, but you theoretically could walk. Yeah, you could to just walk road, right maybe. out. Um, but no one does because you can only be in a camp if you've either been designated super low, super low risk of escaping because you have less than like five to ten years on your. Because if you walk off. Even if you come back a minute later, if you walk off, if you try to escape, it's automatic guaranteed five years uh, ahead of your time. So you will never even try to escape because it's kind of stupid to do so. Um, Unless you have like a long time, people have tried to escape, whatever. But you can't be in a camp to do that. And also low violence and low low risk. So what happens is I've had friends who started 20-something years ago in maximums and have worked their way down institution by institution to be in a camp. Really? And so these are the guys who are actually like, if like you have beef with someone, they'll get involved and they'll put you in a room and say work your shit out because you're going to get us all in trouble.
2: Right. Wow. So my question, though, at the heart of this, oh, is food. The food. The food is really what's important to me.
0: The food is the same across every institution. No matter what. The reason I know this is because I, I worked at a I worked at a maximum. Basically, I got there's a there was a maximum security prison. Like thirty minutes away from mine, Allen, 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 what or Allentown, I forget. Um, and they, they was like five thousand acres, and they needed inmates to manage all the grounds. You know, plow the roads, yep. salt the roads, uh, mow the mow the grass. Um, um, you know, weed, weed the plants that were growing against the freaking thirty foot high brick wall. <laughs> you know. Um there was one time when someone threw a handball over the brick wall and I was like, should I throw it back?
2: Yeah. Like I didn't know what, <laughs> what to doing? do. <laughs> like,
0: I'm gonna leave this. I'm like
2: it's better so not I, to get involved. <laughs> yeah. So I um I
0: worked I worked at um at that at that um at that compound. So we got their food. Okay. And I thought it would actually be better. Be worse. But okay. it was actually better. Really? Um, yeah, because you have to understand like the prison administration and the guards don't want violence. They don't want riots. They don't want fighting. So they're going to do everything in their power to keep the the population, you know, because the population to, to 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 administration ratio is is very small. So right. there's like thousands or hundreds of inmates, and there's only a few dozen uh, uh, guards. Mm-hmm. So what they their job is they want to be very respectful. They want to be, um, is you know they want to have a good relationship. They let the inmates kind of like police themselves and work shit out on their own they make sure the food is actually pretty decent so the higher up institution you are the better the food is now in a camp where i was they don't give a shit they you know the, the the guards are the least respectful the food sucks because they don't want they don't care about you because mm-hmm. you, they see you as like you're just going through you're not, right. you're not right. there for 20 years you know right um so when i worked in a higher institution like they had a fryer we didn't have a fryer, so on, on Chicken on chicken Thursdays, we got baked chicken, but when I worked there, I got fried chicken. Oh, and I mean, that's a, hu- that, God, that's a that huge thing. I look forward to Chicken thing. Thursdays.
2: Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. That's upsetting. So we'll move on. Um, enough of this prison talk. Uh, let's talk about some of the projects you're working on. Um, I know you're um, working with Jax. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: So as of now, I'm just an advisor for Jax, but when I, when I first, um, a, over a year ago, I um, started off as a business development manager and then I, I became the chief operating officer of the company. Um, basically the company was going through a major transition, going from a small startup to a real company and I helped them through that. Um, and then the CEO of the company took over that role and I, um, I didn't want to move to Toronto. I live here in Florida.
2: Yeah. See. Yeah. No. Oh, I, I live just. Out, cool I, I live just Florida outside well. of. I live just outside of Toronto. So no, you definitely want to live in Florida. It's it's yeah. it's much nicer down there.
3: Much nicer. <laughs> so
2: so uh, and obviously, Jax has become one of the biggest uh, cryptocurrency wallets on the market currently. And uh, yeah, that's, yep. they're they're doing, it's doing very well. Yeah. I use it. Yeah. No. I think uh, I think most of us uh, out of nice. out of the group use it. So um, talk to us a little bit about uh, Crypto.IQ. So we started Crypto
0: IQ because I really wanted to get back into education. Um, I really love doing education and um, putting out really good content and um, um, being able to, to to go back to like evangelizing and giving talks and and being that like uh, evangelist for crypto. That's why when I that's why I started the Bitcoin Foundation in 2013, and that's why I continue to do talks and pay for my own travel and stuff like that because I just love doing this as much as possible. So we said. Let's start Crypto IQ and have a newsletter business. And um, what I was seeing, what was happening was a lot of these companies were charging thousands of dollars to put out these newsletters and to get people involved. And then you had like the pump and dump groups. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: there was no like there was no like newsletter and research report company um, that catered to like the education level of like one to three and that put out content and help you get rid of the scams and hold your hand through the through the first door of the crypto world it didn't exist and at an affordable price. So we did it and we launched a company here and we have a nice, you know, we have a dozen people working in our office here. Um, And we started that to, to basically, and you know, even through this bear market, uh, when when the bull market was going, we were getting a hundred subscribers a day and now we have a few thousand subscribers. But even during this bear market, like our subscribers stay with us. Our retention rate is like 80% because Uh we're affordable and our, 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 you know it's not crypto.IQ is not a a pump and dump group it's more of like building learning about crypto why is it important what is blockchain technology what are all these coins and tokens doing then it's like mostly about how to build up your portfolio and how to build wealth preservation so other people's portfolios have been down 90 percent our members are are not down that much and we're telling them when to buy and to and to, to build up better positions
2: that's terrific. I mean, that's that's exactly what we need because you're, you're 100% right. I think, the, the like you said, the level one, level two, level three people that yeah. are that are coming in, there, there is not a lot of information and for it's them out really, there.
3: It, 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 but I think another thing is that it's so confusing is that some, there it's is so, yeah. so much of the scammy stuff out there, it's hard to manage and make your way through to see what is legit and what's not. So
0: that's great. So what we're trying to do now is we started off with like two tiers, which was the $60 a month tier, then there was the uh, two hundred and fifty dollar a month tier, and they catered to two different people: basically traders and non-traders. Mm-hmm. There are people that w- trade it actively, and there are people that don't trade it actively. But now we're, what we're doing is we're, we're we're the idea is to move and have like a, a freemium model. And because I, I love you know we just pre- we released our newsletter today, right? And it's thirty four pages of of content. Wow, um, it's it's amazing. Yeah, no ads, wow. nothing. I mean, if you look, it's it's it really we we take pride in this. Yeah. but I want this not to be seen by 2,000 people I want this to be seen by a hundred thousand people right, right. Um, so what I'm trying to what I'm considering doing is to opening up our, our newsletter to like a, a free approach and then having the upgraded models right as long as we can make sure we pay our staff and not have to worry about putting ads in there then it's gonna be good but I don't want I don't want to put ads in this
2: right. That's a, that's that's awesome. That's that's a, a that's a big pile of paper right there that you just yeah. showed us. So <laughs> the,
0: the way of the blockchain bounty hunter. Then we have a crash course on consensus mechanisms, trading position size matters. You know, project sure does. So a, a look at Augur. Who could have predicted this, uh, <laughs> Kathy? You came up with these taglines. They're awesome.
3: Yeah, that is good. I like the Augur yeah. one.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> size matters. I love it. <laughs> Do it yourself personal mutual fund. These are. I mean, these are not. These are, you know, crypto bizarro world. What's going on here? I mean, these are just fantastic. Uh, uh, with so much content that we put out. Um, you know, the way... The, how the, the many, um, up, how many um, content creators do you
3: have on your team that are putting together these articles?
0: We have, I think, between uh, our content creators and our art director, that's a majority of our team. So... Right. Um, we have one developer and then we have the partners myself i'm the chief visionary officer i put out some content but mostly kathy who's one of uh, kathy and ronnie here actually who are in our office almost every day uh they listen to what i say and will write down like topics and mm-hmm. then kathy will actually follow me around with a tape recorder and record everything i say and put it into content
3: that's pretty quick neat that's yeah neat.
0: and then we have uh, a bunch of other people here too
3: and, this, and then we have is our. This,
0: um, sorry.
3: Sorry. The like the thirty-four pages. Is that a monthly?
0: It's a monthly thing. Okay. We put it every month. But then we also put out uh, research reports once or twice a week. We have trading signals. We have our private chat groups. We have trade analysis feeds, learning news, tools, reports, general discussion, wow, and we have you a have private a lot. Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's definitely it's a lot of fun and it's and it's run well. Um. But now we're, what we're doing is we're trying to get to a point where to get more subscribers and even if they're they're free subscribers that would be something that i'd like to do
3: right and when your trading signals and all of that is who is that you giving the signals in this group or we have two
0: we have two full-time traders their their jobs are put out trading signals and trade analysis every day on the top 20 or 30 different coins and tokens right that's
3: really neat i had no idea i need to check this out that's very cool yeah
0: i need all the the help i can get our site will be our site will be like rebuilt and redesigned, I think, in the next coming uh, month or two. Mm-hmm. And in in that, we'll we'll be able to better display our products and like what we what we have.
2: Right. Well, we'll be putting links to all of this, everything we're talking about today, um, in the show notes. So uh, anybody that's listening, that's interested, they can check out the sites. They can they can look at the uh, the medium articles. So we'll have that all in the show notes. Awesome. Um, Thank you. So what we'll do now is. You know, here on Rect Podcast, we like to get to know our uh, our guests as much as possible. Um, you know, we can talk crypto till the cows come home, but we like to we like to know the real person behind you know behind the behind the mask, so to speak. Um, we're going to do a um, a Wrecked Rapid Fire segment, so I'm going to ask you uh, some questions and just answer as honestly as you can. And uh, th- these are a little bit more fun. So, crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer ever. <laughs> oh, so, God, question okay. number one: what's what's your favorite movie? Krebs. That's amazing. <laughs> is, that on, is that on? Netflix? Uh, no, I don't one? know my my favorite my favorite movie,
0: man. I don't have a favorite movie. I love them all. Shit, this is complicated.
3: That's a hard question. there is there I a, a genre?
2: Is there a genre you like? I like uh, historical fiction. Okay. Yeah. So like uh like actually it's not a movie but I was a big fan of um like those mini series.
0: Yeah. and stuff like uh like uh Bad band of brothers, brothers or like yeah. Yeah, Pacific Rim yeah. and Yeah, per- perfect. Um, all those all those. I'm watching watching the uh the Tom Clancy thing now on uh, on Netflix that just came out Jack Ryan just came out yesterday. Oh. Is that the one with Jim from started watching it I watched three episodes last night.
3: Yeah, yeah. binged
0: it. Nice. My wife is like, I want to go to sleep, but I'm like, one more episode, just one more.
3: Charlie (laughs) Shrim binges on Netflix as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, question number two. Um, Now, this may or may not not pertain to you, but what what was the first altcoin you ever purchased? Ah, very good question. The first altcoin I
0: ever purchased was Bluecoin. Whoa,
3: Bluecoin, never heard of it. Uh,
0: Yeah, this is early Uh, days. Before my time. Before my time. time. Blue coin. All right. Um, what, I got your, all my blue coin got stolen by Cripsy. <laughs> really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> i sure you crazy. have so many good stories like that too. Yeah.
2: So blue coin. All right. Rest in peace, blue coin. Um, yeah, you're a pretty young guy still. So what are you? you 20, 28. 27, 28? Yeah. yeah. So you won't have to r- recall too far back, but what was it when you were a kid, you know, in your teens or your... You know your 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 early days. What was the favorite song? What was one of your favorite songs you liked back then? Oh, I loved
0: uh, Green Day. I was a big Green Day fan, so all yeah, Green Day, interesting. Me
3: Green Day. And... Yeah, me too.
0: Some Dookie. Yeah,
2: me too. That's all right. Now, are you like um the earlier Green Day is better than the you know Boulevard of Broken Dreams or no?
0: The early Green Day, like Dookie and Nimrod, and all those. Yeah, albums. yes,
3: Dookie and Nimrod uh, are, I, are I, the best. I, ones.
0: I grew up very religious. I grew up very extremely religious. Actually, like I was studying to be a rabbi. And I left the religion many years later. Um, but I, I, first realized that I was leaving the religion when it was like a high Jewish holiday, and I was
2: like, "F this! I'm going to the Green Day concert." That's so funny. <laughs> That's it's awesome. actually it's pretty similar to myself as well. I grew up very religious as well. Um, different religion. I was uh, my family's all Catholic, and I, and they were kind of priming me to be the next priest in the family. Really? You know, we have a family full of priests. Oh Not too God. many because we got to reproduce. But uh, um, I respect it. <laughs> yeah no but i did the same thing i got to an age i think i was maybe 13 or 14 where you know we all yeah you know, as a guy once you hit that age and those hormones kick in i mean it made no sense i'm like i can't be i can't be celibate i gotta i gotta buy a bit you know what i mean Yeah. yeah I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so i hear you there so all right next question um not crypto related because you're probably doing it. But what is your dream job? If you weren't doing crypto, if Bitcoin never existed, what would you be doing? Um,
0: if I, this is a great question. My dream job is to. Um, I'd love to own a bookstore and sell books and serve coffee. So my retirement with me and my wife, we've decided that when we can, you know, afford to like do it. A, it doesn't even need to make money, but I want to, like, open up a small independent bookstore. I want to have some book signings. I want to have a little cafe, and I want to get people engaged in reading. I want to make them love reading as much as I love reading books.
2: That's fantastic. That's a that's great, great That's a great, that's answer. A great answer.
0: Or I drive trains. <laughs> or drive as a conductor. <laughs> yeah. i love to drive one of those cross-country trains. Yeah. That I like that. that.
2: All right. That would be neat. So... Um, you can answer this a couple of different ways, but what is your favorite altcoin that you currently own, or maybe just an altcoin that you like the idea of, or you know, you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. Um,
0: I uh, have a portfolio of different stuff that I like, um, a different a lot of different altcoins. So I don't know if there's one, but what I will tell you is I like I like projects where the tokens themselves kind of run independently. Of any company or any like, like single party. I like it when like the whole economy exists on its own. Um, I like protocol stuff and I like things that deal with media. But I'm a big like social uh, economist geek. I love like game theory and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know tokens that really are trying to dist- you know change the way humans act and react towards stuff. So I don't have one specific one. I don't want to call out one because then the community of another one's going to yell at me.
2: No, that's <laughs> fair. Why do you talk that's, about us? Fair enough.
0: No, that's but that's a, that's a good explanation. But if you join Crypto IQ, you actually can see my portfolio.
3: There you go, good plug. <laughs> oh, we can see your actual portfolio on Crypto IQ. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: All right. That's well, I incentive. guess uh, I guess I'm gonna have to sign on there.
0: Um, right? Yeah. All <laughs> right. You get a
2: discount if you
0: use if you use the coupon code Charlie. What discount do they get, Kathy? It's like ten percent. No, it's more than it's like 25%. Ooh. Or it's like you could, you could
2: sign up free for a dollar for one month.
3: Oh, there you go. If you use That's the coupon code dollar.
2: Nice. There you go. Gold, people. This is just gold falling down from the heavens. This is terrific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next question. Who is your celebrity crush? My wife. <laughs> that is the correct answer.
0: That sir. is the correct answer. <laughs> My wife is, is is an actress, so she's my. Is she, oh, is she really? Yeah, she does voiceover, professional voiceover work, and she's been in a few films and stuff too.
3: That's oh, terrific. That's, neat. that's cool.
2: Yeah, I. Well, my wife is not an actress. Honestly. But she is my celeb. My wife <laughs> is my celebrity crush too. Yeah. That's not what you said I've, the, I've the other o- day, Chamber, I, I've, I've overshot. Yeah, no, that's not. What I said. <laughs> Your she doesn't listen hear to the, the podcast. podcast, the
0: podcast <laughs> though. Yeah, She's listening to the podcast right now. But
2: uh, no, I, with my wife, I definitely overshot my. Uh, my my my, my uh, expectations. Yeah, no, me yeah.
0: too.
3: I've seen your wife chamber. You did absolutely. Oh man, yeah. what's
2: I, listen, That's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Well, see, what I did is I met her at a young age Oh, I was invested, <laughs> like an altcoin. I bought Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin in two two thousand nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you invested early, a smart yeah, man. Absolutely, I was a better looking man then. <laughs> <laughs> last last <laughs> rapid fire question. Uh, what is your go to Karaoke song. Oh, um, Ramblin' Man by Allman Brothers Band. Oh
3: Great yeah, song. That's
0: a good one. I'm a we are dedicated like karaoke people. My wife and I we we corral all our friends and we go. Yes. We go every every Saturday night to this place called uh, uh, Sneaky Tiki Captain Kirk's, and they do professional karaoke. There's like dozens of people there. <laughs> That's amazing. People fight over it, and it's like Dallas. It's got Dallas runs it, provides a stage and multiple microphones, and the audio quality is amazing. And oh, it's, it's like,
3: like serious karaoke. And it's like
0: dozens of people are there. I've seen almost like 50, 60 people there, and you could sign up in advance. And no um, way. There's like professional. We have an Elvis, impre- you know, we have an Elvis impersonator. It's got <laughs> Delvis who's there. And and this wow. other girl who gives out her CDs when she's done. It's like a it's a concert. It's intimidating. Yeah, if you just show up and you just like I've seen people boot off the stage.
3: No, they're serious. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. they are serious. Yeah. And then uh, what we
0: do is too is at the so Dallas and I are friends and at the end of the at the end of the to end off at two AM, to end off the whole like night, him and I do a duet every every night together. Every Saturday night. We do the same one. We do This Is the End by In the End by Lincoln Park
3: oh yeah yeah wow. he sings it and
2: I do the rap part
3: <laughs>
2: that's amazing <laughs> that's terrific that's awesome so we don't want to we don't want to keep you too long uh, that's all this that's everything I have for our segments but we just want to give you an opportunity to just uh, if there's any projects you want to talk about or anything you'd like to plug um, you know take the opportunity I've
0: already I've already plugged everything
2: you got you're, you're we tried to we tried to incorporate as much as we could in the in the this questions this was awesome
0: this was a great
2: podcast well, we you know we really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy, guy, So thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today, uh, Cynthia. Anything you want to add there?
3: Um, I I'm one of these Saturdays coming up. I'm going to Sarasota or wherever you are, Charlie. That's so I we can are. See this uh, <laughs> this karaoke performance.
0: I know. I got to take a trip down. The floor. Welcome. Bring your wife. Bring bring the fam. Yeah. Sarasota is the best place to live. I'm telling you. It's. I <laughs> never want to leave. Perfect. I'm in North
3: Florida. I'm in Jacksonville. But oh, I you're like in Jacksonville. It. Yeah. So you're not too far from me.
0: We are not too far from you. Don't um be careful. I, I heard what happened last week.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that was scary. crazy. It is. That was yeah the, yeah, the bananas, eh? Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's all we have. Thanks so much for Thanks, your time. Charlie, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Please email uh, me the link so I can send it out to people's. We will for sure. We will for sure. Expert Thanks it. very much, eh? Thank you. Bye.
3: Bye.
1: And we are back. Oh my god! It's magical. It's, it's like no time passed at all. Isn't that crazy?
3: <laughs>
2: so I think I blacked out there for a bit, I, guys. What <laughs> happened? Uh,
3: I just gotta and- say, Chamber and not Chamber. Bunch you we were so scared going into this interview without you. So hey, you guys did were an like awesome pins job. And needles freaking out, and it actually went super well. So.
1: I thought the interview was awesome. Um, I thought Charlie was really great. Um, gave a lot of awesome insight to, you know, not only um, his time in prison, which was pretty fascinating stories, and then, you know, just to crypto in general. Um, Chamber, what would you think? You, you had to run the ship yourself. How, I thought you did a great job.
2: <laughs> Honestly, it was just because Charlie was so nice. Like, I mean, it was... It was much easier because he wasn't a typical guest. uh, You know what I mean? Like when you get those high profile guests, you never know what to expect. And he was super open. Uh, I I thought we got lots of good stuff.
1: Uh, uh, my favorite thing is that Charlie Shrem does karaoke every Sunday. I know you I knew you The <laughs> very that.
3: Best, best part of that interview was the end with the karaoke. That was amazing.
1: Yes. So I am going to next time I'm in Florida, I'm gonna show up and I'm taking Cynthia and we're going to karaoke with that's, Charlie that's Shrim. It is
2: on. He like really takes it seriously. I mean, so, so it's serious.
1: What uh what would your go to karaoke song be, Chamber?
2: Ooh. Uh, I like uh, like older songs. Maybe like Piano Man or something. All right, that'd yeah. be a good one. Yeah, I like <laughs> I I like a see. drunk song. You know what I mean? Like that's I've like like Cario a drunk T. pub song. There you go. What
1: What about you, Cynthia?
3: I already know mine. Mine are Marvin Gaye, "Let's Get It On," and The Commodores, "Brick House."
1: Oh, that's yes, I want Those I'm definitely killers. going karaoke. Those are my jams,
3: and, especially Brick House. Like I will like throw it down to some Brick House. It's not even a joke. Like it's serious.
1: I got I got three go-tos. Um <laughs> one one is Bare Naked Ladies one week. I've won a karaoke contest to that song. Uh, you know. the other is um play that funky music white boy wow. oh god
3: that's my jail that is one of my favorites You're totally and then doing this. You <laughs> have
1: to. and then the third if i want to you know really if i want to show off the singing chops instead of you know perform uh walking in memphis is my third go-to yeah so <laughs> the
2: lyrics are difficult on that good song. One, yeah. i love that <laughs> song so
1: anyway but that was an awesome interview you guys did a great job so um yeah but now let's get to our news let's do it chamber start us off with the news
2: well today in news from ccn.com our my trusted go-to source
1: it's basically the source of our entire podcast
2: so shout out to ccn thank you for all those great news articles yes uh, coinbase joins race for crypto etf seeks help from blackrock um I know one of those companies. I am not uh, familiar with the other one, but apparently, BlackRock is this huge, uh, you know, huge money firm of some sort where they keep a lot of those funds that Coinbase is trying to uh, get on the blockchain, I guess. But uh, it's interesting because uh, BlackRock has denied or has said they had no interest in issuing any crypto funds. So it's kind of a he said, she said thing going on right now.
1: That's interesting. Um Coinbase, I, I I don't know who who's gonna get the ETF first. I don't know if it matters, but uh, it'll be interesting for sure.
3: Coinbase is the devil. <laughs> Are they the <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. No. Wait, didn't Coinbase Chamber
1: marry didn't Chamber marry yeah. Coinbase. Don't in talk our, about in my wife? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chamber married Coinbase. I yeah. think you killed them and you married Binance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. Coinbase on the move for and in the ETF running. So who knows when we'll finally see one. Everyone that we've seen so far has gotten denied, uh, but maybe Coinbase will be the winner. And I mean, wouldn't shock me. I, I totally wouldn't shock me either because you know they are kind of at the forefront of these U.S. exchanges and all of that, and they're the biggest. They're the big monkey on the rock, and they sure are. So my news story I will go next is blockchain records will now accept will now be accepted as legal evidence in China's Supreme Court. So this is pretty interesting. You can now uh, China has special internet courts, and so this is um, now they're going to accept blockchain. Evidence as you know, legal evidence. So it says here that internet courts shall recognize digital data that have been submitted as evidence if the relative parties collected and stored this data via blockchain with dig- uh, digital signatures, reliable timestamps, and hash value verifications, or just via digital deposition platform. Um, so y- they are recognizing you know, the blockchain technology and digital signatures and timestamps and all that stuff as you know, viable. Evidence, digital evidence, which is pretty cool. So, um, the other thing that um, was in here is talking about how China, you know, is one of the biggest blockchain you know supporting uh, countries out there it says the use of blockchain uh, records as evidence admissible in court in china comes at a time when both the public and private sector in the world's second largest economy are aggressively pursuing the decentralized ledger technology china's largest retailer alibaba is now estimated to have filed more than 10 percent of the blockchain patents in the entire world that's wow. pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, wow. that's pretty crazy. So
2: Jack Ma
3: I'm, like kind of runs the country over there. I mean, he's
2: mm-hmm. just he's amazing. Yeah. I buy all everything. my uh, I buy all my counterfeit stuff there. It's terrific. <laughs> at, at Alibaba. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> fi- I haven't I haven't used it in years, but I, like I remember like, like six seven years ago, uh, somebody had showed me the site. I'm like I, I I think I got like a set of golf clubs that were like knock. They were they were great. They were like tailor made knockoffs.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I used, to, uh, yeah, I used awesome. to run like a. a like a jewelry thing. And when I first got started, I used to buy counterfeit stuff off Alibaba and resell it on Instagram. Like, it was yeah. a bomb.
2: They still do that,
1: by the way. <laughs> what a yeah. side what hustle that and is. Yeah. Well, Etsy. this was
3: in the beginning. This was a long time ago.
1: So, is Alibaba kind of like a counterfeit uh, Amazon? I'm sure this China's is, counterfeit Amazon?
2: I feel like they're better now. Like, I feel okay. like yeah, I think they're a little maybe. bit
3: more legit, but they still yeah. have that kind of stuff.
2: That's pretty funny
1: though. Um, cool, but I but they have filed for ten percent of the blockchain patents in the world. That's pretty That's a nuts. Lot. Yeah. yeah. So now, do we know uh, if
2: like uh, the U.S. or Canada has are, are doing the same thing that China's doing? I don't know. I mean, they better can be. You, can you what take do you evidence like blockchain based oh. evidence?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, so well. this one's uh, in this. Um, in this article, it says. The use of blockchain records as evidence admissible in in court is not exactly the world's first. Two years ago, for instance, uh, Vermont signed a bill into law allowing digital records registered on the blockchain to be self-authenticating after passing some rules uh, governing evidence. So, Mm. sounds like we have um, in the United States.
2: Uh, Way to come come quick with that uh, retort there, by
1: the way. There you go. Vermont rule of evidence 902. For those uh, those listening at home, <laughs> you know, just casually dropping Vermont Rule of Evidence nine oh two. Uh, I am not a blockchain lawyer. I just play one on a podcast. <laughs> Cynthia, what do you got?
3: I've got the the vi. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that said that was it. Birch. Birch. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm surprised I remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Winklevi launched a US dollar pegged crypto cryptocurrency uh, also known as the Gemini dollar uh, I saw uh, this basically today. a tether competitor um, and yeah that's the news there's a lot of what uh, like controversy over uh, stable coins uh, and they're saying that theirs will be um, you know St- audited, stabler
2: yeah, stabler, <laughs> stabler than
3: the rest. Um, that there will be regulated and audited and eligible for FDIC insurance, which actually is a big deal for crypto. Uh, Because, you know, like your banks are insured like under FDIC, like where if somebody, you know, steals money from your credit card, you can get your money back because they're insured. So it's a pretty big deal if if that actually is true.
1: So I'm just looking here at the um, Gemini Twitter, and they tweeted seven hours ago, We are excited to announce our launch of the Gemini Dollar, GUSD, the world's first regulated stablecoin. And then they have a blog post for Medium. they then they tweeted two hours ago imagine being able to send and receive u.s. dollars like email today we are making this a reality with the gemini dollar a stable value coin that allows you to send and receive u.s. dollars on the ethereum network so i guess it's a, a erc20 token if i'm correct here but that's pretty interesting um i i don't know i mean i don't know how important stable coins are uh what do you guys think
3: i mean Okay, the whole thing, like up in the air with like Bitcoin being a currency, is that it's so volatile, it could never be a currency. Um, there is, like I said, a lot of controversy when it comes to stable coins and them actually being backed by something and actually being stable. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, it is the Winklevi, and <laughs> uh, they are being regulated and audited. So I,
2: I don't know. I don't know anymore.
1: Chamber, any thoughts on stablecoins?
2: I don't use them myself, um, but I think the more you have uh, in the system, I think the you get more options. I think that's better, and the kind of the best will kind of rise to the top. Fair I think set. the
3: key the key thing is that they're going to be appropriate appropriately regulated and audited.
2: Yes. And
3: uh, for mass adoption, it sucks, and a lot of people in the crypto space don't want to agree with me, but we need more regulation if this is ever going to go anywhere. So mass
1: adoption I'm gonna do that anytime time time time. someone says mass adoption <laughs> on the <this> show now <laughs> but all right that's it for our news so the last thing we're gonna do here we have our um honey miner swag giveaway that cynthia got from her uh trip to voices of blockchain in chicago so last uh last week we put out a tweet um, for likes and retweets to enter so we actually just uh, threw that tweet into a very cool um random tweet uh, random draw thing that we found a from a comp-
3: tweet generator treat- deal.
1: yeah it says it's from competitionagency.com backslash tweet draw so you just oh, yeah. throw your twitter url in here and it picks you a random winner so we are happy to announce that our winner is crypto glass twitter handle at crypto glass 17 and i gotta tell you just from we just followed him and checked him out here we he he we couldn't have picked a better person yeah. to win this <laughs> he is uh he's got a picture of himself wearing a money grows on rigs um <laughs> shirt his twitter background is a mining is a like actual oil rig, rig. Yeah. um and Shut up yeah and that's so and he's actually retweeted a bunch of uh Walkins stuff, so he's oh, no, he's probably a honey miner in the honey miner telegram or uh, in Walkins group or something like that, so we picked a, a perfect winner here, so good. congratulations Crypto Glass, we will, um, we will message you and get your information so Cynthia can send you out some sweet honey miner this, swag
3: well, I guess headed off to a good home where it will be appreciated <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all we got today so um, again, just uh, uh, like us rate us um, join love our telegram us. love us we uh, we because we love you um, we've had a lot of, Awesome success so far, and we're just trying to, you know, grow this thing as as big as we can. and, and give us your feedback. We'll always we're always open to that as well. So, um, again, you guys did an awesome job interviewing Charlie Shrim, So thank you for that. Uh, we will be back later this week with another episode. And until then, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.